What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual convo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork Podcast. Today was a really fun one because I got to kind of play solo host and last minute we switched Jenna to be actually one of the people we were interviewing in addition to Dylan Murphy, who is a registered dietitian and founder of Free Method Nutrition, a virtual nutrition practice that exists to empower women to have confidence in their body, clarity in their food choices, and consistency in their health habits. Dylan and her team of registered dietitians support their nutrition coaching in one-on-one and group coaching settings, as well as online courses. Dylan is a new mom and enjoys talking about the realness of motherhood on her social media accounts at dylanmurphy.rd in an effort to make all moms feel more empowered and less alone. And Dylan had a little baby boy named Calder who is six months old. Yes. And this episode was awesome just because I selfishly use it as, I feel like I say that on every episode, but I'm like, isn't that why you have a podcast so you can yeah, have like, these conversations? <laughs> yeah. But like I got to interview not only Dylan, but you, Jenna, and your postpartum experiences, you being 14 and a half months postpartum versus Dylan being six months. Um, and then also just, it's so helpful for me as you both run virtual private practices and have these online communities and our new moms. And so just hearing from you in mom world, like what were your obstacles? What were your struggles? What did you wish you knew? What do you, what did you love about postpartum? What's your advice for postpartum? Like this, I'm literally going to send to every new mom out there. Well, you asked amazing questions. And I think I was really like, when we started recording the beginning of this episode, like, I just think one of the takeaways that I hope people really hear from this is that you will forever be postpartum once you have a baby. And I think one of the hardest things for me that I didn't really share in this episode is accepting that fact that like life pre-baby when you're pregnant and before that is not, it's not the same anymore. You can have many of the same things, but it's going to look and feel different in every aspect and accepting that and honoring that and like taking it as an opportunity to create new in this new space, I think is really, really powerful because you will forever be postpartum. And like, I don't think that we should stop like asking moms how they feel after six weeks. Like when you go to the doctor's appointment, right? Like at six weeks, I didn't even know my name. Like, you know, like, but people think like, okay, you've had your doctor's checkup. Like the baby's good. Like you're good. And there's just so much that happens each week and each month. And you just learn so much, especially your first time. And I hope that moms and women who are pregnant listening to this episode, like 
really can hear that and hear just the experience and um, just know that you're not alone. Yes. So if you are currently pregnant, expecting a new mom, have a new mom as a friend, you're definitely going to want to send this episode. I'm excited because it's going to release on our podcast after baby's already here. So I'm sure as hell going to be like listening to this in like the middle of the night, like crying and just being like, it's okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. Yes. I'm going to put you on my do not disturb, like pass through list. So at least, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you just got through all of the crazy sleep stuff and you deserve the sleep. So you can talk to me in the morning when you're like, how was, how'd you get through the night? Then you can talk to me because you deserve sleep after the 14 months, 14 and a half months that you've had so far. But for all new moms, you are not going to want to miss this episode. It's, it's such a wonderful, vulnerable, real episode. So let's get started with our interview of Dylan Murphy and Jenna Warner. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork podcast. I am super excited because I get to basically just interview two badass moms that are also virtual intuitive eating dietitians and get all of their feedback, input, advice um, before I give birth. So this will be all things postpartum, but thank you so much, Dylan Murphy, for being here and Jenna co-host, which is actually going to be more of like an interviewer today. Yes. Oh, I like forgot to say. You're fine. (laughs) Postpartum brain. I'm just like sitting here like, Hi. Um, I uh, note saying like the name of this episode should be like postpartum never ends. Like you're forever yes. going to be postpartum, right? Yes. Like that's what yes. I feel like we need to talk about today. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, I love that you just said that because I was making a smoothie this morning with that like ritual, like postpartum protein powder forever. And I literally had that <laughs> thought. I was like, so do, do I just take this for the rest of my life? Because like, I, I am forever postpartum. Like what is, what does postpartum even mean? Like, when does it end? Yes. I told somebody the other day, I was like, I have a new baby. And they were like, oh, how old? And I was like, oh, well, he's a year. <laughs> but like, I feel like he's still new. And she was like, oh, they're new until they go to school. I was like, oh, thank yes. God. Like- yes. <laughs> they're like, always. it's like, they're always new. Cause you're always, there's always like some new thing you're working on with them. And I'm sure you just look down at them at any point and you're like, I created you like you came out of my body how like that is something I think I will randomly go to my husband Luke and be like okay so like we're gonna go to the hospital and not have a baby and then we're gonna leave the hospital and we're gonna have a baby like I don't I don't understand it I can't grasp that yet do you ever grasp that no, no. No. Okay. Good. Yeah. No. Cause I, yeah, I feel like I have times where I'm like, I am old enough to have a child. Like what? This is my <laughs> allowed to do this. Like this is legal. Like what? Oh, it's wild. It's so interesting too, because you, I remember leaving this house hysterically crying, saying goodbye to the dog. Like my parents mm-hmm. came to like stay, pick up my dog. Um, and then coming back and being like, our life is completely different and it's been 48 hours. Like, cause we yeah. were only in the hospital for a day and a half because of mm-hmm. COVID and whatever else. I don't know, Dylan, what your experience was, but we were like quick. And mm-hmm. I just remember like my proudest moment was when the doctor, like after giving birth and the nurse came in, it was like four, they wake you up at like all hours of the night, right. To yes. take your vitals. And it had been, I gave birth at 8 PM. So it was probably like 
three in the morning and she was like, have you changed his diaper yet? And I looked at her and I was like, nobody told me to do that. Am I supposed to? <laughs> like, yes. Like, what? like, I don't know. Yes. Like I'm recovering too. <laughs> yes. Like I'm also wearing a diaper. When do I change mine? <laughs> right. And I had it like, yet because that's why she came into the room. Cause you can't get your IV out unless you pee. And like, yes. I was like, well, I have to pee now. Yes. Uh, It's like, you're the patient, but then you're also taking care of this baby. Who's also patient. Like it's just, and I guess because the nurses, I mean, that's obviously their job. They do it day in and day out that it's just so normal. But then when you're a first time mom, you're like, what? Like, Like, this is my baby. Like, Like, I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like what happens? That will oh, be me wild. very soon. Yes. So I need all the advice I can get today. So change her diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm literally, our doula will be there with us. So I'll be like, can that's you so nice. teach yeah. me? She's also a certified lactation consultant. So I'm going to be like, oh, uh, that's so good. Teach so me. Nice. Like, yes. how, how would I know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So Dylan, you are six months postpartum with your baby boy Calder. Jenna, you're about 14 and a half months postpartum with baby boy Noah. So I would love to hear from both of you. This is a loaded question. How, <laughs> how, how are you feeling? How's postpartum uh, going? Or maybe something you can go in many different directions with this. Like what is something you wish you could tell yourself like before you had the baby that you wish you would have known throughout your postpartum mm. journey? Dylan, you go first. Gosh, mute. so you many. There, I feel like bounce off of each other, yes. whatever you want to do. <laughs> There's like so many directions I feel like I could go with this, but I'm just going to go with like the first thing that comes to my mind. So I think for me, if I could go back to my, even like the position you're in where like, okay, in a few months from now, like there's going to be a baby at my house. Um, I think I wish I could have told myself, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Cause I think I went into pregnancy or yeah, I went, when I was pregnant, I went into like motherhood thinking that I just had to have like all the answers that like everything just had to work out, that breastfeeding would be easy, that my baby would sleep great, that this would like, just thinking that like everything was going to fall into place and that I was going to be the reason everything fell into place. That like, if I just went to all these appointments, if I read all these books, if I had the nursery perfect. So I think I went in with like a million and one expectations and slowly over time, or maybe not even slowly, pretty quickly into like being a mom, having called her, I realized a lot of those expectations weren't able to be met. Um, but like for, for me, I think the biggest one, and I've been pretty open with this on my podcast and on my, um, Instagram page is like nursing just did not work out for us at all. Um, and I tried and went to like a million and one, um, lactation consultant appointments and like tried all the things and it just didn't work out. And I think for me, what I realized is I had put this pressure on myself of like, okay, I have to nurse Calder. And it wasn't even like, I believe that like everyone needed to nurse their baby. It was just like this pressure I'd put on myself of like, this is what I need to do to be a good mom. And then I had this realization of like, Calder's not expecting that for me. Like he just needs food. He doesn't care if it's formula or express milk he drinks out of a bottle or from straight from my boob like he doesn't care but I'm putting these expectations on myself that I need to like fit into this box as a mom and and do these specific things so I think that realization was huge and probably could have even saved me some like mental breakdowns post 
having called her, had I gone into pregnancy with that open-mindedness of like, okay, we'll try nursing. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. Um, and obviously I know that's so much easier to say now having like been through it. Um, but I, yeah, I wish I would have like not put so much pressure and, and maybe in the same sentence, like not compared myself so much to, to what I saw from other moms. I'm getting so emotional listening to this (laughs) because I'm thinking back to like all of the things I have this like vivid memory of setting up the nursery. And I had, I still have so many tubes of unopened fucking diaper cream, but I had every diaper cream label possible, like every single one, because Mm -hmm. in my head, like that was my like psychosis, I guess, mm-hmm. of like, if I have everything prepared, everything's going to be perfect. And mm-hmm. literally for me, nothing went as planned, literally nothing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and beautiful. And it's taught me so much, but like in my head versus what happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> like nothing went to plan. And I think there's so much like power to that. And like so much learning has been done and it hasn't been until very recently. So I'm 14 and a half months postpartum. It hasn't been until I would say these past two weeks where I feel like, okay, I I understand this now. Mm -hmm. And like, I got this and I'm getting so emotional because part of me feels like some time has been wasted. And I know Mm -hmm. moms can relate to that because I talk to them about it. But like when you learn from a situation, just like intuitive eating, like you grow Mm -hmm. from it and you, when you know better, you do better. Right. And so Mm -hmm. for me right now, when I've been practicing is just being present, like Mm -hmm. really understanding that every phase, even the best ones when Noah is like the best, like we're having the best day and everything goes to plan. Like even those days and phases end. Right. And Mm -hmm. so the bad ones do too. And we've had some really tough times. Like nursing was really tough for me too. And I lasted 16 weeks exactly because for me, it was related to getting my vaccine and I wanted to pass the antibodies and had to wait like a certain amount of time. And we all got COVID anyway, just putting that out there, (laughs) including Noah who gave it to me. But anyways, um, but I wanted to wait until that amount of time, but those 16 weeks, my God, like I saw somebody liked one of my TikTok videos from like, I was like three months postpartum. And I was like, who is this person? (laughs) Like I was looking at myself on there and I'm like, I don't even recognize her. Mm -hmm. Like I was just trying to do so much when I was going through so much. And if I could go back in time, I would just recognize that like you have limits. You don't need to do it all, especially at that time. Like I wish I just watched Ginny and Georgia and just enjoyed it Mm -hmm. on the couch. Cause I remember watching that nursing him and like trying to do an Instagram post or a TikTok, And it just like, it's too much. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that I wish I could tell every new mom or expecting parent is that no phases last. The sleep regressions don't last. The good sleep doesn't always last. The teething Mm -hmm. doesn't last. Like all of these things, it doesn't last. And that's a good thing. It's they, I saw a quote that was like, time is our greatest gift and the biggest thief in life because Mm -hmm. like it takes away so much and we waste so much, but it gives us so much. Mm -hmm. And that's just been like my mantra. And I'm just trying each day to like breathe through it and the tough times they're, they're tough, but Mm -hmm. 
it's there's no other place that I, I would rather be like my mom took Noah to the zoo today or to see some animals and I was like why am I not there and I'm like okay focus <laughs> like, yeah you're, you're here right now right <laughs> so that's just mm. been that's been really helpful for me mm. oh I'm just holding space for both of you and thank you so much for sharing and it's I, I wrote down the word and like circled it a bunch is just surrender right? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't have the experiences that you guys have yet. And, you know, I always somehow, I feel like bring up my infertility journey because it's the only thing I can relate in some form that yeah. like during those years. And like, I, I relate to you so much, Jenna, and you're like, you're looking back at this like video of you. Like I have so much content that I put out when I was so fucking depressed and at my lowest mm. point and like forcing myself to show up and like it felt so icky but like thinking about like we have no control and that is like the one thing that like from any point of fertility I don't wish infertility on anyone but I learned so deeply that like oh Sammy you think you have control but mm. you fucking don't yeah and that's kind of what I, I wrote and circled from both of you is that that theme of like give yourself grace don't put pressure and expectations and just surrender to what's mm. going on um, and I feel like that can once you do it, I mean, it's such a hard lesson to learn, but can be so freeing once you do, like, I think for me realizing, and I'm still like in saying all this, it doesn't mean that every day of motherhood, I'm like, oh, this is so easy. Like I've surrendered all control. Cause there's always something, but I think it helps you realize like, okay, I literally have zero control. So I'm just going to like do the best I can today. I'm going to focus on today. Then tomorrow I'll focus on tomorrow. Cause yeah, I think it's so easy to try and like manipulate and control every little piece, but it's not like, I, I tried that. I tried to control everything we could with like nursing Calder and it didn't work. And I think I could have continued to try and like control and manipulate it. But then for me, I realized like, okay, then I'd be putting like my mental health even more in this like pit. Um, and it's so, I mean, with everything, like I feel like now or big thing that we're focusing on is like rolling over and it's and it's so easy to see like I think I realized a lot which is interesting because I feel like this is a lot of the work we do with clients but I was comparing myself to like all these like blog mom Instagram influencer people and seeing like oh well how come it's so easy for them or like oh my gosh she's two weeks postpartum and like has her hair done and nannies exactly (laughs) yes and so like for me I had to realize like I need to unfollow these people like maybe they're maybe that's just how they are and and no shame to them but I'm like for my own mental health I just I don't need to see this in my like feed because I'm comparing my day-to-day life to them and even like what y'all just mentioned like who knows what's going on behind the scenes for them either but I think for me I was like I'm comparing my day-to-day journey to what I see on their like highlight reel of Instagram. So I just, I need to not follow them. It's not serving me. It's, I did the same thing. I mean, the middle of the night feedings for me, I spent Mm -hmm. so much money because I would order whatever it would pop up. I'm like, I deserve this. I'm the one like, yes, just would just arrive at the house. I'd be like, I don't even remember buying this. I'm so sleep deprived, but anyways, Mm -hmm. but I would unfollow people too, because at the time for me, like you know, I think 
in retrospect, like Noah's always been, he's had a good sleep foundation. Like he's always been great, but we went through and we, I'm sure will have gone through every single sleep regression and they hit us very, very hard. And I would see these people that are like, yeah, my, my baby's six weeks old and she's sleeping through the night. And I'd be like, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like, I don't care. And I don't know why you're sharing this with people. Yeah. It's like, who is no. it helping? Yeah. And like no the one. only time I've ever shared anything about sleep on my social feed personally is when I'm sharing the sleep coach that I've worked with because mm-hmm. it changed our life. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I just like there's certain things that like it doesn't make sense to me why people think that this is helpful. <laughs> yes. Yes. I totally agree. <laughs> Oh, so happy that I have you both here and know that <laughs> just know you're going to be getting text messages or voice yes. memos from me in the middle of the night being like, please, please help me. Yes. Do you know, and I want to shout out a mom on here, Sammy Brando, Sammy Haber Brando of Veggies and Chocolate was Mm -hmm. her daughter is I think four months older than Noah. So she was still middle of the nighting when I was, and she sent me a message one, like one morning, I guess, probably like midnight or two, whatever it was. And was just like, Hey, just so you know, like if you need anything in the middle of the night, like I'm probably up too, like something along Mm -hmm. those lines, like, please reach out. And those messages, like, voice memos back and forth to each other like saved my life at the time Mm -hmm. like because just knowing that like somebody else was awake or like somebody else understood or you know this is completely normal has Mm -hmm. just helped me so much so my biggest piece of advice too for any mom is like find somebody you know that's also going through it like similar timing and Mm -hmm. like lean into that support Mm -hmm. because it is Mm life-changing Uh, I love that. I have a few moms that are like a few weeks after me, a few weeks before me. So, cause I, yeah, I can just imagine when you're sleep deprived and a baby is screaming and it's 3am and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like the only one doing this right now that can be Mm -hmm. so helpful. And that was going to be my next question. So we'll, so we'll bounce off of that. Jenna, that's one piece of advice you have for new moms is Mm -hmm. find support, find someone that understands what you're going through. Yes. Uh, Dylan, what do you have for people in that postpartum, whether Mm -hmm. it's, it could be the first few weeks of life. It could be six months postpartum where you're at right now. Like what's some tactical advice you would give to new moms? Mm. Well, absolutely. What Jenna just said of like finding that support system. Um, and just like one small other note, I would add on that of like, even if it like, cause I think again, going back to the pressure of social media, it can, I could see how it could feel isolating of like, well, I only know like one other person who's like Mm. in my similar, like it doesn't have to be like 10, 15 moms. It could be literally one other person who's in a similar situation, or maybe you like meet someone in like a Facebook group you're in and then y'all connect like it. Don't put pressure on yourself for like, it have to be someone in your immediate circle or something like that. Um, but another piece of advice I would give is to make sure you're prioritizing yourself too, because it's very easy. I mean, you're just in the throes of like, okay, I'm taking care of this kid. I'm cleaning bottles. I'm trying to get sleep at some point I'm doing laundry. I'm doing like, you're just, you're doing everything. And I think, especially being the mom, it's like this baby needs me, especially in those early weeks, like literally 24 seven, basically like all the time. And so for me, like, especially in those like first few weeks, I just was like, okay, what is like one human adult thing I can do every day? Even if it's like, I'm just going to like take a shower today. Like that's just it. Or I'm going to like 
walk to the mailbox or I'm going to like actually cook dinner because that's going to make me feel like a human. Like it could be big or small. And I think now being like six months postpartum and I'm not like um, pumping or anything anymore. So I feel like I have a lot more well, I say a lot more flexibility. I still obviously have a six month old, but it feels like a lot more now that I'm not pumping like every three hours. Um, but it looks a little different now where it's like, okay, maybe going to get happy hour with friends and my husband JB is going to watch Calder or like just finding ways to take care of yourself. And, and in a way that like aligns with your value. So like maybe for you, like you're not as much of like an extrovert or wanting to like spend time with friends. Maybe it's like, I want to be able to take an hour long bath and like have a little bit of like peace and quiet. Um, and again, it may look different in those different like times of motherhood where like, you might not be able to take an hour long bath in the early weeks of motherhood and, and that's okay. But just like trying to find little pockets to prioritize yourself. Um, because I know for me, I noticed like, I just was pouring out so, so much and not pouring in, like filling my own cup. And then I found like, gosh, when I take, like, I think I've even realized this with like being a working mom, like in me taking time away from Calder to do something else that I'm passionate about, I'm able to like be a better mom for Calder. I'm able to show up more fully for him. So some days it may look like, Hey, I'm going to go grab lunch with a girlfriend and that fills me up. And then when I go home to, to Calder, I'm like, so, so much more about our mom. So just seeing what that is for you, like what fills your cup and how can you do that in like little spurts throughout the week? I love that. And I think to add to that as well, like two things come up for me is boundaries and mm -hmm. saying absolutely yes to any person that offers help and help could uh, be, yes, help can be cooking a meal, dropping off a meal, right? Like it could be picking up your groceries for you. It could be actually ordering the Instacart for you because you order the wrong thing because you're focusing on everything else, right? Like I said no to so many things. And I also said yes to so many things that I shouldn't have. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that boundaries and but a boundary could literally be, Hey, you can drop off food, but we're not comfortable with you coming in to see the baby today. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, like that's something that's huge. Or for us, it was like, would love for you to come. Can you walk my dog? Right. Like that yeah. would have been so helpful. Um, and people did that for us, which was amazing. And we're so <clears throat> blessed for that. But like, just thinking back to like verbalizing also, like what I needed for help would have mm -hmm. been so much better. I know my mom dropped off so much food when no, when I think I was like 38 weeks pregnant, I filled my freezer and we went through it so quickly. And like, like thinking back now, like next time I'm going to triple that. Cause I'll have Noah mm. who eats so much, um, <laughs> but like those things were so, so, so helpful. And mm -hmm. we went through that food so quickly in the beginning. Um, and so that was like a big piece. I know my dietitians too sent like cartons and cartons of ice cream, like an Instacart, mm. like through Amazon or white um, whole foods or whatever it is like for a new mom. I think that's such a great idea. Like send them dinner, no more butt paste. Like they can yes. get their own butt paste. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, send them dinner. <laughs> that I feel, I'm so glad that you said that about like asking for help or saying yes to help. Cause I think before being a mom and I mean, it's something I'm even having to like navigate now, but it's just so easy to feel like, oh, I can do this by myself. Like, right. I don't need help. I'm, I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm independent. Yeah. I can do this better, but knowing like asking for help can also be so freeing and kind of releasing that, like, okay, maybe they are going to like buy me the different brand of 
milk than I like, like, or prefer the taste of, but like, if they're getting groceries for me, that's great. Like if they're, you know, doing something a little bit different, walking my dog a different route than normal, like who cares? That's fine. Um, and I think like, if there's anyone listening who like is wondering like, Oh, okay, well, how can I help a new mom? Like, I think this here is like a great way of like, I think what I appreciated a lot is when I did have people like text me or call me and kind of even said like specific things of like, Hey, I'm going to get dinner. I'm going to bring you dinner. What do you want? Or like, right, I'm like, going to, do you need anything? Yes. Like, Hey, I, yes. right. We're because like, you don't you can't really think- have the option to say no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even today I can't make decisions. Well, right. Like there's yes. just so many things going on yes. or like if Apple is listening somehow, like yes. you need to make a way to like mark a text message as unread because uh, yes, I've read please. so many messages and like, please. like the fog of whatever that I never wrote back to that I feel terrible about. Yes. But you know, like those kinds of things, like just say to the friend, like, Hey, I'm going to grab some coffee for you. Anything you want in it. <laughs> like, yes. Not, yes. Not anything else. Yeah. Like, not do you want it? Cause they want it. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. They always do. And give this them the largest. Super helpful. <laughs> yes. This is super helpful. Cause I have a friend that's like a new mom that I was thinking of that. I was like, I don't want to like bombard her. So I was like, do you need anything? And I listed off things and then it didn't go anywhere. So I'll literally text her after this and be like, okay, I'm bringing dinner tonight. This is what we're getting. Yes. Any other specific yes. like yes. request for the meal. Um, it does always work. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> true. Yes. Like any food, right? Like I think you're, yes. cause you're in survival mode at that time, obviously, yes. Un- yes. unless you have like an allergy, you're going to go into anaphylactic shock. Like that's For different, sure. but I sent my girlfriend in long Island, a DoorDash list. I was like, Hey, these come up in your area. She had just had her baby. I'm like, which one's your favorite? And she's like, what yeah. the fuck's wrong with you? Like I'm sending you dinner tonight. Yeah. You're like, I know what you want. I know what you need. I already ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's even like, this is such a like, kind of a side note, but I think that even speaks to the power of like food freedom of yeah. like, I literally, I just need food. Like, I don't care if you bring me pizza or a salad or grilled chicken or like literally just whatever. bring me food and it's fine. So being able to like eat whatever food people give you, obviously, like Sammy said, aside from like, allergies and that sort of thing but like just being able to eat whatever people give you is so powerful there's no time to be worrying about any like any food things other than when is my next meal yeah do I have enough right like am I getting enough um and I love that you brought up boundaries Jenna because I feel like I I don't I follow like I literally only follow therapists on Instagram Mm -hmm. now I feel like I know that's not actually my therapy I go to therapy as well but (laughs) I saw some quote that was like if it's not an absolutely fucking yes it's a no and I swear to god like that is my like thing now like Mm -hmm. if it's not an absolutely fucking yes it's a no for me and like it's so much easier if you just like use that filter um so like like you said Jenna like saying yes to things but like if you do not want someone to come over Mm-hmm. they're not coming over like period right no guilt um, about it no guilt yes you don't no. have to apologize nope. like yes. sorry that doesn't work but that's so hard as a recovering people pleaser right and wanting yes. people to tell, oh like because I think I, I know I am Jen I feel like you're a people pleaser you were at some point uh, yeah recovery. I feel like all dietitians are probably <laughs> oh, yeah. like yes. looped into that yes. um so it's hard it's really really hard and I'm sure like it, it's hard too if if you haven't worked on that or uncovered that before becoming a new mom too. I can only imagine. Um, okay. So we've talked about 
what we wish we knew, what was hard advice. So I want to wrap this episode with a really fun question of what is the best, most amazing, like thing that shocked you that you didn't know about of like time with your new baby in the postpartum. I've had three people tell me, which I don't know why I think this is weird. I don't know. I just never heard this. And like the last week they're like, the baby's breath is the best part. Like I've had so <laughs> many new moms tell me they like smell their breath like over and over. I'm like, oh. okay, I didn't know that. But so what is something in postpartum that you're like, this is it. Like, I love this part about it. Gosh, I love this question. And I think on the note of the breath, I feel like even the little like sound, like the little like deep breaths, like Calder will do these like deep, like exhales. I'm like, that is literally the cutest thing. And it, I'm like, you must be so relaxed right now. <laughs> Um, (laughs) please give me some of that. I think like, I mean, obviously it changes day to day. Like there's certain things I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, I think one thing that surprised me the most, and I just actually did a post about this on my Instagram the other day. Like for me, I, I just was never one of those people growing up that was like, I cannot wait to be a mom. Like, I just want to be a mom. It's going to be great. Like I knew, I knew I would have kids eventually. Like I knew I had that desire to be a mom. It just, I wasn't like, Ooh, this is gonna be so fun. I can't wait. But now that I am a mom, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I get it. Like this is so great. So fulfilling. And at the same time, like I can still be my own person. I can still work. I can still like do things with my girlfriends. It doesn't mean that like my life is over. Um, but on that note of like being a mom and and loving it so much more than I thought. I think one thing that's been so fun is just getting to see Calder, like learn like the world, like seeing as he like starts to like be able to see things and smile and like learns, like, like one thing he started doing the past like month or two is like, he's recognized his bottle. So like when we bring it to him, he like holds his arm out and he's like so excited to drink it. So it's just cool to see like this little, like humans start to develop of like, wow, okay. You've learned that this is your food. And you literally know that this plastic thing I'm bringing to you is your body. Like just to see them like learn and pick up on things. And, um, like, I never thought I'd get like, so excited when, oh my gosh, you just rolled over. Like, wow, you can like, you're starting to like sit. And like these little things that like, obviously are so normal for like us adult humans to do, but you get like, so excited to see your own like child do. So yeah, I think just getting to like watch him learn and grow. And I think that's something that's going to be cool just like for the rest of his life to see like with each stage as he like learns and grows and like turns into like his own person. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I'm loving now and like excited to see that even like continue. I love that answer. I saw somebody post recently that like what she hates is like the just wait culture of like Mm. when older women, moms, grandmas say like, oh, well just wait until like blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to flip that script because that's the worst. But like, yes, what I can say to you, Dylan is like, just wait because it just keeps Mm. getting better. Like it Mm. it really does. And I, I honestly believe, and I'm sure this will change, but like 14 and a half months, the half is super important. Like it has Mm -hmm. been the best. 
because every mm. week is like completely different but like this has been the most fun stage of him ever um it's like he's so much more independent and like mm. we've been trying to teach him sign language since he was like two oh. months old and he's finally got like the more so I'm like do you oh. want more bagel like this morning and he's like going like this and like putting oh. his hands together and so excited about his bagel like it's it's just been so amazing to see like how much change happens and to like get really into like the studying of a baby brain like how much is really mm. going on that baby app um sammy the wonder weeks like don't live and yeah. die by it but like mm-hmm. it's really cool like what they say is going through the baby's brain like you watch it happen and it's like they can do a puzzle that they didn't do before or like play with a toy and like he knows what to do with it like it's just amazing and like the recognition of people and the little noises that come out of their bodies like he's having full conversations but like you don't know any idea what he's saying right like um so I think like it does keep just getting so much better and like mm-hmm. six months was amazing like I'm telling you like they can wear sunscreen at six months and like yeah. they become like people they can eat food right mm-hmm. and like but it just keeps I remember that being like a big turning point for me of being like this is just gonna keep going uphill and like better and better so that's one thing but I think from like the flip side one of the things that I think has been the best about postpartum is just and like we talked about off air like I'm fully acknowledging my thin privilege as a human Mm -hmm. being, but I've absolutely been so in awe of my body that I've spent many years of my life hating Mm -hmm. and abusing and just watching it create this little person that is so much me Mm -hmm. and so much my husband. And every time he does something bad, I'm like, this is you. Like, this is you as a kid. (laughs) Like, like, I was not a naughty child. Like, I know you were. Like, he didn't know I was so naughty. Um, But I think it's been just so incredible to just like look at this person and be like, like you lived here Mm. and like now here is like, you know, it's just wild. And just to be able to be like inspired by your own self, I think is a a really cool feeling that I've never had before. Um, And it doesn't take away any, you know, body discomfort or feelings that still pop up. Um, But it's so much easier for me to redirect those thoughts into, Mm -hmm. wow, like, how could you hate something that is literally giving you so much? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's been like a really cool experience from somebody who a has thin privilege. So I I really do recognize that. Um, but also somebody who has spent a long time trying to manipulate this body. Um, it's, it's been really, really just mind blowing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I wrote down my notes and that's really all, but I do want, before we totally close up, I do want to ask you, Dylan, do you remember your first night home with Calder? Oh, I literally will never forget it. Yes. Same. And I want to hear <laughs> yes. your story quickly yes. so we can let so yes. me know that it's all normal. <laughs> yes. So I think that's been like another thing that I like wish I would have known postpartum, something I like want every mom new or like pregnant expecting mom to know our first night home was my hardest night ever. Like it was so hard and it's so, I mean, I was so ready to leave the hospital. We had to, we were in the hospital for like one extra day because Calder was jaundiced and they wanted to like keep eyes on him an extra day. So I was so upset. I was so ready to go home. Our hospital room, I felt like the doors were like closing in on me. I was like, I need to get out. So I was so ready to go home. And I don't think I'd like fully wrap my mind around, even like what we were talking about earlier, like 
oh, I'm literally leaving, taking this human home. And now I have to like keep him alive. And like, what, like what? And I think I just, again, had all these expectations that it was just going to be like, so like easy and, and all of that. So we get into night one. And like I've mentioned, we had like a lot of issues with nursing, but at this point I didn't like, we hadn't like fully connected the dots. Like I was, we were still nursing and like, at that point, you don't even know. It's like, okay, my baby's crying, but like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, what do you do? And so I don't even, I don't think we like slept, but maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes on and off. Like he just was like crying and I would feed him and then I put him down and he'd cry and I'd feed, it was just this cycle. And my husband was up a lot of the night with me too, thankfully. And I just was like crying and like, I'd like my Calder was crying. I was crying. I'm like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, it's just, it's such an overwhelming feeling and it, and it's hard to like, looking back, I'm like, I don't even know, like, there's nothing I could have done to prepare for it in the sense of like reading books or like doing trainings or things like that. I think really just like conversations like this of knowing from other people, like, oh, other people have been through this. Like their first night was hard too, or their first few weeks was hard. Like this is normal. Like this is a new baby who's figuring out life outside of my body. Like, of course they're going to be crying and overwhelmed. This is my first night at home as a mom. Of course I'm going to be crying and overwhelmed. Like it makes sense. But I think I put so much pressure of like this, like it's going to be great. And, um, my mom was in town, which was amazing. And my mom's like one of my best friends. And I was so, so glad to have her there. And I remember like, I think it was probably like 6am. Cause I remember like just looking at the clock of like, okay, is my mom awake yet? Is she awake? And I just like walked out in tears and like handed called her. And I was like, I don't know what to do with him. And like, I think just in that moment was when I also realized like, okay, this is going to require a lot of like vulnerability on my end to like ask for help to like, say, I don't know all the answers to like figure it out, like bringing people into this. Um, so yeah, I say all of that, like not to scare you, Sammy, either or anyone listening, but to help people know, like the first night, or even it may be like Jenna mentioned with like the sleep regressions, like I'd have some friends where they're like, you know, night one actually wasn't that bad, but then it may come later. Like it, it looks different for different people, but I think the, the moral of all of that is like, putting less pressure on yourself, knowing it's okay to like be overwhelmed, to be sad, to be frustrated, to not have it figured out. It can also be discomfort, uncomfortable sitting in that, but you will get through it. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us, I just remember Noah slept so well in the hospital and then made no noises, yeah. right? Like no noises, mm-hmm. or maybe I didn't hear them because there's beeping and things. I know. Hospital. Yeah. Then we get home and like Quincy's on our bed, which I've read you're not supposed to do, but okay. Quincy was on our bed. My mm-hmm. husband and I, the mm-hmm. um, bassinet's right next to me. And I mm-hmm. looked at Matt at one point and I'm like, he like, is he breathing? What is he doing? Yeah. Why does he sound like a dinosaur? I'm like, yes. he did not make these sounds in the hospital. And I would like, go- I remember Googling, like, mm-hmm. why do babies sound like dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> like is this normal like and my husband's like pacing and he was like pace past the bassinet and he's like he's breathing I can see him okay your turn and I was like, like we spent yes. the entire night making sure he was breathing and like we went to the doctor you go to the doctor the next day right and so mm. we went to the pediatrician she's like totally normal I'm like but like why didn't anybody tell us 
Yes. Like he didn't make these sounds in the hospital. Like I don't understand. Uh, It was so wild. They sound like baby dinosaurs. And that is why Noah did not last very long in our room because he sounded like a dinosaur for a very long time. that being said um I just nobody had ever warned me of that because I also don't think I asked and I I think Mm -hmm. a lot of moms will say like do you want to talk birth story because Mm -hmm. you know every everyone's is different and this and that and like I don't want to scare you but like at the end of the day and that's super respectful and I appreciate that Mm -hmm. I think hearing more of them would have prepared me a lot better for the experience that I had um which nobody else has had my experience however you know, similar ones and mm-hmm. the aftershock too. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, that more conversations like this, I think are super important. So Sammy, mm-hmm. thanks for hosting us today. I know. <laughs> and asking such great questions. Well, thank you guys for sharing your lived experiences. And I'm just, I feel so grateful for obviously this conversation with both of you, but just any mom who opens up and shares their experiences and, it is vulnerable about what they struggled with or what was an obstacle because like we don't talk about this typically like our culture all we see in diet culture is like are you gonna bounce back and lose weight Mm -hmm. right when like yeah obviously like we don't see those messages much because our feeds are so curated now with like intuitive Mm -hmm. eating and anti-diet stuff but no, this is super, super helpful. And, and I'm so happy to know those tips, especially for night one, we've taken a little bit of a course, which again, you can't prepare you at all, but like it talked about active sleep. And I was like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that babies make all these noises and like basically yeah. look like they're awake, but they're sleeping. But I would have yes. picked it up because I would have thought it was crying. And I, yes. So, and, and then I always like look at Luke while we're like learning this and I'm like, but like, imagine it like being in front of you. Like, <laughs> like it's one thing to learn a course, right? But like when there's yes. a screaming baby in front of you, I'm like, yes. oh shit. Like this, yes. is, it's about to get real. So yes. and that's where it comes in to remind you that anything you decide to do with your baby, as long as it's safe is mm-hmm. okay. Co-sleeping, yes. sleeping in your room, sleeping in whatever, like just, you whatever. have to sleep. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Until they're five months old, whatever it is. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, whatever. And even like with the course, like, there are so, there are great courses out there. There's great Instagram accounts. Like, I'm sure y'all probably follow Carrie Losher. How do you say her last name? Do y'all follow her? I love her. Oh my gosh. Every day. I mean, I felt, cause she, I think had her baby similar to when Calder did. So I felt like she was like one step ahead of me, but I like people like her where I'm like, okay, this is very like realistic. Like, I feel like you're sharing the real stuff. So there are like great resources out there, but just being mindful of like, oh, is this person painting this like perfect picture or does this course yes. make it seem like ooh, just follow these three steps and your baby's gonna sleep 12 hours and yes. like by the time they're you know how old so just being mindful of like what you consume yes what's actually helping you versus harming you um but when again you get to it baby sleep has a lot of parallels to diet culture in the book yes 
there's yes. a book, Got 12 it. Hours by 12 Weeks, I think it's mm-hmm. called, that I literally put it down. Everybody recommended it to mm-hmm. me and they were like talking about diets and how it's like sticking to a schedule, like you stick to a diet. And I was like, bye-bye. Like, yeah, not gonna work. I'm like, I'm yes. not reading this shit. <laughs> like, yes. That's like the oh, book, like so what smart. to expect when you're expecting, how that's like the mm-hmm. number one book. I'm like, can this yes. like be fucking burned? Like yeah. the yeah. stuff that's in there about like what to expect while you're pregnant. I'm like, mm-hmm. these are the conversations that need to be yeah. in a book. Like you yeah. guys need to write a book or like transformed by birth (laughs) is the only book I've read really but oh couldn't agree more um thank you guys so much for all of your honesty your vulnerability um so let's wrap this episode with both of you start with Dylan where can people find you if they want to learn more yeah so on Instagram is probably where I hang out the most the most dylanmurphy.rd Um, And I also have a podcast called Free Method Podcast, where I host a lot of conversations kind of similar to this. Like we talk a lot about motherhood. We talk about intuitive eating, diet culture, all that sort of stuff. Um, So those would be, I would say, the two places I spend the most of my time. I think we did an episode, Dylan, when I was pregnant, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yes, because I think about that. I think I interviewed you and one other person about like pregnancy stuff. And now I'm like, I want to delete those episodes and re-record them because I'm sure it was a great episode, but I'm like, now that I'm like a mom, I'm like, I don't even know what I asked her. Was it even a good question? I'm going to go back and listen to that and I'll let you I know, guys I know if it was to it. good advice, I know. not good advice. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if yes. it lines up with what you're saying now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You just don't know until you know, but exactly. I exactly. Noah's awake from his nap. That's the oh. thumbs up. <laughs> um, but I would say for me, you can find me here um, each Friday, new episodes. And we, oh, sorry. Now I can hear him. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Every <laughs> Friday here. And also I am on Instagram at happystronghealthy.rd. Um, Dylan, thanks for being here. This was amazing. Yeah. Sammy, you're going to be amazing. And yes. we're so excited for you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all your friends and faves and follow along with us on social at What the Actual Fork Pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have while fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for a lot more fun.